Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Today's podcast is presented by Pago. Pago is the easiest way to, for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Pago. Apply today to become a member of, and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of this application. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon with the Para-Unity Podcast, and you are listening to the Monster Legends Podcast. Monster Legends Podcast. In the dark of the night, comes a Twisted words in your mind, darkest goals And no whispers in dreams Throw a dark haunt in tears Was it through you? Telling tales, young and old I hope that you enjoy the show Hello and welcome to Monster Nuts and Podcast I'm your host Tanner And this week we're in the province of Manitoba Manitoba. So what happened in Manitoba? Let's go through a little go through the timeline of events in Manitoba. In sixteen ten, Henry Hudson discovers Hudson Bay. Sixteen twelve, Thomas Button discovers Nelson River. In sixteen nineteen, Gent Munich enters Churchill Harbor. In sixteen thirty one, Luke Fox explores the west coast of Hudson Bay. Thomas James Voyage Recovers James's Bay. In 1668, Brasson and Grosser sail for Hudson Bay. In 1670, Hudson's Bay Company is incorporated and chartered granted by Charles II. 1684 was the founding of York Factory. In 1685, Lavendre born at Three Rivers. In 1690, Henry Kelsey Sets out for the prairies. 1691, Henry Kelsey first sees the buffalo. In 1697, Hudson Bay Company loses all posts except for Fort Albany to French. In 1713, Hudson's Bay Company post is returned by Treaty of the Yurtrick. 1731, La Vergeille sets out for his first journey west. 1734, La Jumeau Ray advances the Red River for La Vergeille. 1736, Lavre men killed at Massacre Island. 1738, Lavre Verdre, I'm sorry, 
I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not sure. It's like V E R E N. Like, is it dry? Like, burn dry or dry? I'm not sure. Um, it's a fork of red, parts of red and Asbon rivers. Uh, 1742, founding of Fort Dolphin. 1754, Anthony, um, Hende, uh, sets out to explore the interior. Uh, in 1763, the Northwest passes to British through the Treaty of Paris. Uh, 1730, 1765 to 1766, first British traders from Montreal appear in the West. 1772, Samuel Hearn sets out for the Prince of Wales Fort for Copper Mine River. 1774, Samuel Hearn builds Cumberland House on Sasquatch River. 1784, Northwest Company organized at Montreal. 1790, Hudson Bay Company established Swan Lake House in Swan River District. Oh. So, like, the uh, first century, like, uh, a lot of, like, trade posts going up and down. Seems like it. Uh, okay, 1793, uh, Cut Her Herbert's Grant Sr. found a trading post for Northwest Company on the Asboyne River, three miles above the Soros River's mouth. Hudson Bay Company penetrates as far south as the Red. Nassabone Rivers. Brandon House had found it on the Nassabone three miles above the Northwest Company's post. 1795, Ash House, established by Northwest Company, is in the vicinity of Section 12, Township 6, Range 24, W1. 1797, David Thomas reaches the Suris River. 1797 to 1798, first post established at Penn Bay by Charles. Tobolez for the Northwest Company. Um, uh, it was 1801. Alexander Henry the Younger reaches the forks of the Red and Asteboyne Rivers. 1810. Fort on um, Gibraltar. That was for the Northwest Company at the forks of the Red and Asteboyne Rivers. It's 1811. Hudson Bay Company grants Asteboyne to the Lord Selkirk. Oh, what's that one? Guess what's that one? Uh, series like, uh, like on Netflix, uh, Trappers and stuff. It had a uh, what's the face in it? Find your quick Andrew or something like that. Frontier, yeah, it's a great show. Oh my god, has a Khalid in it, great Khalid guy, Aquaman, great name. Um, Rivers, that's all. Um, 1812, first sellers reached the forks. 1815, Selig, Selig is destroyed. 
Damn, only four years later? This is gets fucking blown up. That sucks, dick. Oh. 1816, Battle of Seven Oaks. 1817, Lord Stark's men captured Fort Douglas. In 1818, first Roman Catholic missionaries reached Stalic Solomon in a church of Stalves in St. Monathus. In 1820, first Anglican missionary John West arrived at Selig Settlement. 1821, amalgamation of the fur companies, Northwest Company and Hudson Bay Company. 1922, Fort Walter renamed Fort Gary, R. Nicholas Gary, who came from London, who supervised Sibri's regeneration of the new company. 1923, the college Fort Douglas removed the new position alongside Fort Gary. 1824, St. John's First Anglican Church built uh, Cuthbert Grant um, Grant Town, now St. Francois Xavier of the White House, White Horse. 1906, Great Flood almost destroys the Southern Solomon. George Simpson appointed acting governor and chief of Rivers Land. First St. Andrew's Church erected. In 1834, Hudson Bay Company purchases and takes over the colony in Astabonia, Solomon from the heirs of Lord Selk. Oh, what fuck them over. Okay, um, 1835, Reverend uh, Cochran chooses a site for Indian Village at St. Peter's, first meeting of recognized Castle of Asimonia. 1836, Thomas Simpson sets out to explore the Arctic coast. 1839, George Simpson appointed governor of Rupert's Land. In 1840, Reverend James Evans, first Methodist missionary to the West, arrives at Norway House. In 1844, trade with St. Paul opens a Lewis Rail born at St. Boniface. 1945, Archbishop Antak arrives at St. Boniface. In 1846, arrival of British troops who were to be stationed in the colony. Oh man. Uh, 1849, the Sawyer trial. Which of the Hamas right to free trade and furs was the issue. Which of David Anderson arrived in the cell of Solomon. In 1850, the Battle of Grand Cateau between the Sioux and Buffalo Hunters from Red River took place on the Surf Plains, Plains not far from the Turtle Mountain. In 1851, the Reverend John Black, Solomon's first Presbyterian minister, arrives in the West. Archdeacon Cochran establishes a summit at a port, port, uh, portage La Paix. 1852, severe flood injuries injures the summit. A Canadian Presbyterian church is built. In 1854, the Northwestern first newspaper in the West is published. That's cool. Uh, 1856, Alexander Ross publishes his history, The Red River Stalement. 
1859, first steamboat uh, Anson Northup arrives at Upper Fort Gary. In 1860, John Shaws arrives from the east to win the West for Canada. In 1863, arrival of a large number of Sioux people after the Minnesota, Minnesota Massacre. In 1868, was the Red River Famine. In 1869 to 1870, Red River disturbances. Louis, Louis Riddle and his followers seized Upper Fort Gary and set up a provisional government. In 1870, the act creating the province of Manitoba and the Dominion of Canada is passed. The first lieutenant governor, A.G. Archibald, arrives, looking for a first legislature, legislature of Manitoba. And in 1871, first since the first Manitoba legislature opened, Lieutenant Governor Archibald signs a treaty with indigenous peoples, attempted a Finian raid at Fort Dare, first public schools opened in Winnipeg, first telegram sent from Manitoba, first issue of the Manitoba Free Press appears. A very busy year, 1871. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, 1873, first streetlights in Winnipeg. Act established in Royal Northwest Mounted Police, uh, predecessor of the Groen Canyon Mounted Police, is passed. First, City of Winnipeg is incorporated. What's that mean, incorporated? Incorporated mean that? Like, it comes, like it's officially a city? Are you looking for a new adventure? Did you ever want to visit the city where all your nightmares reside? Well, you're in luck! Join us, your tour guides, Christine and Jen, to visit Nopeville, where you will be personally escorted on an all-inclusive trip through the city and see all possibilities of terror and fright. You'll see all sorts of things on your tours, including, but definitely not limited to, the paranormal, true crime, the supernatural, and more. If you're into all that and enjoy a little dark humor, book your tour today and nope right along with us. Check us out on our website at nopevillepodcast.com to see where you can listen to Nopeville today. This is a incorporation is a legal process used to form a corporate entity or company. Corporations are all it's like yeah, it's like legally become city. Okay, um first part of eighteen seventy four, first party of Mennonites arrived from Russia. Eighteen seventy five, first Icelandic party of sellers arrives. 1876, Legislative Council of Manitoba is abolished. First, we issued out of Manitoba. In 1977, uh, the University of Manitoba received its charter. First railway locomotive arrives in St. Boniface. First shipment of wheat directed to Europe. And first telephone installed in Winnipeg. Uh, 1878, first train from St. Boniface to St. Paul's opens the West. 1879, first mail to travel by train leaves Winnipeg. And the Historical and Scientific Society of Manitoba is founded. In 1881, the boundaries of Manitoba extended. Contracts for building the Canadian Pacific Railway is signed, and the first train crossed the Louis Bridge. In 1881. Uh, in 1882, 
first delivery of letters in Winnipeg. First electric light appears on Main Street in Winnipeg. In 1894, Red River Expedition leaves for service in Egypt. And the first block of payment laid in Winnipeg. That's crazy. Uh, 1885, engagements at Fish Creek, engagement at Cutnuff Creek, battle at um, Batouche, a capture of Big Bear, and Louis Regal is executed at Regina. In 1989, first curling bond spill is held in Winnipeg. In 1990, dual system of schools is abolished. In 1992, first two Ukrainians reach Winnipeg, and the first electric streetcars in Winnipeg. Oh, that's crazy. In 1897, the Lower Greenway Settlement. In 1901, Brandon College, professor of Brandon University, received its charter, and the first motor car, motor car owned by Professor Kendrick, appears on the streets of Winnipeg. Ooh. In 1906, streetcars began to run on Sunday, and the department store of Timothy Eaton Company opens in Winnipeg. In 1907, the telephone system is purchased by the Manitoba government. What? In 1910, the first boat processed through the St. Andrews Lock. An erection begins at two technical high schools, Kelvin High School and St. John's High School. Whoa, that's crazy. That's it. Right, I wonder if you're like St. John's and Kelvin or like Schools, I mean, pretty cool. It should be. Nineteen twelve, new boundaries of Manitoba are announced. In nineteen thirteen, work begins on a pipeline to bring drinking water to Winnipeg from Shoal Lake. In nineteen fourteen, a tire Hudson Bay Company railway is under contract. In nineteen sixteen, woman suffrage bill is given third reading in the Manitoba legislature into the right of Manitoba women to vote. Compulsory Education Act comes into force. Uh, 1918, ban on public meetings only the death of flu epidemic and the ominous day includes the First World War. Uh, 1910, opens our first Manitoba musical festival and the Winnipeg General Strike. In 1920, Manitoba's new scandal plague legislative building opens. What? The provision is repealed and the Liquor Control Commission is established. And first provincial election in Manitoba where proportional voting was used to select 10 members for the Winnipeg Constitution. I'm because I can talk good. I can't. Uh, 1923, first broadcast by CKY Radio, operated by the Manitoba Telephone System. In 1929, Hudson Bay Railway to Church is completed. In 1930, original control of Manitoba's natural resources are transferred by the federal government. What the fuck? Uh, 1935, Canadian Week. Board is established with headquarters at Winnipeg. In 1942, rural 
electrification program in the Manitoba Power Commission begins. In 1950, severe flooding throughout the Red River Valley, including the downtown area of Winnipeg, leading to the construction of the Red River floodway. In 1951, first commercial production of oil in the Vernon area. In 1952, indigenous uh, people gained the right to the right to vote in Manitoba. In 1954, first television progress by CBC Winnipeg. 1956, massive nickel ore bodies discovered in northern Manitoba, leading to the establishment of Thompson. In 1959, construction of Polo Park, Thompson's first major shopping mall. In 1963, Thelma Forbes is elected the first female speaker of the Manitoba list. That's cool. Uh, and Margaret uh, Conance is like the first female member of Parliament from Manitoba. Ooh. Cool. 1966, official opening of the Red River Floodway. 1967, provincial sales tax is introduced and Pan American Games are hosted in Winnipeg. Brandon College comes Brandon University. United College comes to University. 1969, Edward Schreier from Portland, Canada's first NDP government. 1970, Manitoba Century is commemorated by royal visit by Queen Elizabeth II. 1972, several urban and rural municipalities unite to form the modern day city of Winnipeg. The Manitoba Police Insurance Corporation begins. Providing all male insurance to replace private insurance. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, led by Bobby Hall, played the first season in the World Hockey Association. In 1974, first Winnipeg Folk Festival in Birds Hill Park. Whoa. Whoa. What's happening? I don't know. But... Oh my god. Birds go. That's true. We've seen a lot of like trade and posts going up. Now in the 20th century, we've got colleges and cities going up and still getting electricity and it's great. Oh, 1976 Royal Canadian Mint opens in Winnipeg. What? They take them like all the time to find a freaking pick their own money. Um, 1979. Edward Schreier comes to Canada's 22nd Governor General. Supreme Court of Canada declares Manitoba's official language to be act to be invalid, resulting in the requirement to, to store French language service. 1980, Winnipeg Tribune closes. What? Uh, 1981, Pearl McConnell becomes Manitoba's first female lieutenant governor. 1988, 1990, MLA. Elijah Harper refuses to allow debate on the Mitch Lake Constitutional Accord in the Manitoba's legislature, leading to the demise of the proposed legislation. In 1993, Yvonne Dumont becomes the first Manitoba's lieutenant governor. 2002, the department store building in downtown Winnipeg is demolished to make way for a sports arena. 
In 2011, NHL Hockey returns to Winnipeg with purchase of a franchise by the Chipman family. In 2012, 10-digit telephone numbers are required in Manitoba. I got that from the Manitoba Historical Society. Pretty cool, right? Okay, uh, if I'm much on, um, I can. Hey guys, this is Heather and Kristen, the hosts of Sinister Sweethearts podcast, and we want to share with you a little bit about our show. If you're looking for fun banter between old college sweetmates about all things paranormal, sinister, weird, and generally creepy, check out our podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. Anyway, uh, monsters, a monsters, careful. But, um, yeah, it seems like, uh, Manitoba, Manitoba, like a lot of trades, the May Company and the other fucking name company, a lot of trade posts going up, down, and seems like the 19th and 18th, 19th, and up to the 20th century, 19th century, then around the turn of the 20th century. 20th century, they started like, getting more of you like building up their stuff and getting better education and stuff. Anyway, uh, monsters, cryptids. I don't find much, I'll probably be looking at this while I'm doing this. Um, Manipogo is the one I found. In Canadian folklore, the Manipogo is a lake monster said to live in Lake Manitoba, Manitoba, Canada. The creature was dubbed Manipogo in 1960, a name echoing British Columbia's Ogopogo. There's also a lake Winnipego uh, sea monster called Winnipego. Though possibly to be the same creature, as the lakes are connected. There's a provincial park on the west shore of Lake Manitoba named Manipogo Provincial Park. St. Lawrence, a community on the southeast shores of Lake Manitoba, holds a Manipogo Festival the first week of March every year. People have claimed to have seen the lake monster since the 1800s. The local native population has legends of serpent-like creatures in Lake Manitoba going back hundreds of years. Whoa, that's crazy. Uh, a group of 17 Witnesses, all reportedly strangers to one another, claim to have spotted three Minnepokos swimming together. Oh. 17 people saw seven. That's crazy. How someone have a camera? Let's see the camera. Imagine if people had like, cam like cameras. 
Oh, back then, that'd be crazy. Early 1960s, Professor James A. McLeod of Manitoba University investigated the creature by trying to locate its remains. There's a breeding population in the lake. Carcasses and bones should remain after death. McLeod found none. Here's some sightings of the Manitoba. In 1909, Hudson Bay Company, Fort Trader, Valentine McKay reports seeing a massive creature in Cedar Lake. In 1935, timber inspector C.F. Ross and friends saw the creature. On his head was a single horn, and its head was small and flat. To him, it looked very much like a dinosaur. In 1948, C.P. Alark reported that some sort of creature rose feet out of the lake and gave a prehistoric type of dinosaur cry. That's cool. In 1957, Louis Belcher and Eddie Nipanik saw a giant serpent-like creature in the lake. In 1962, two fishermen, Richard Vincent and John uh, Combell, saw a large creature like a serpent or giant snake 60 yards away from their boat. Pretty close. Uh, 1960s, Around the 1960s, Mr. and Mrs. Bull saw a reptile-like beast surfacing about 30 feet from their boat. Ooh, getting a little bit curious now. 1989, Sean Smith and family visiting from Minneapolis on a cabin trip stayed at a shallow point off Highway Number 6 on Lake Manitoba saw what he described as many humps in the lake about 80 feet offshore. In 1997, several reports by cross-country campers from Quebec staying at Lundar Beach campground saw what appeared to be a large reptile head rise and fall in the water, several hundred feet, some hundred feet off of shore. Swimmers were evacuated from the water, had only appeared one time, dismissed as a floating log, but no log was seen afterwards. In 2004, commercial fisherman Keith Hayden, originally from Newfoundland, reported several of his fishing nets on Lake Manitoba near that narrows one day to be torn up by what seemed like an ocean shark or killer whale. Like, the fish that during the nets were not nibbled on, but actually torn in half, but it seemed like huge bites. Crazy. Uh, 2009. Several residents at Twin Lake Beach reported seeing several homes a few hundred yards from their lake for cottages. No photos were taken. In many sightings of several homes emerging and then submerging, seeing offshore at locations like Marcy Point, Scotch Bay, and Lortanian Beach by security personnel, only floated called cottage at home in home areas. Uh, Manipogo was featured on an episode of the television documentary series, Northern Mysteries. Ooh. New beans. Another, uh, thing I found was the falcon like its...
Poco Lake Estate. Find editors of Publication International Ltd. Find at stuff.howstuffworks.com. Uh, Stefan Milakak. Milak? What's our thing? This is searching for minerals along Balkan Lake, 80 miles east of Winnipeg, Manitoba, on May 20th, 1967, when he heard the cackling of geese. Looking up in the early afternoon sky, he saw two glowing oil shaped objects on the steep, swift descent. One abruptly stopped its downward flight of the other continue, landing on a flat rock outcropping 160 feet away. Uh, Malik carefully approached the strange craft, which looked like a bowl with a dome on it, uh, 40 feet wide and 15, 15 feet high, and emitted uh, a humming sound and sulfur stench. On the bottom half, just below the rim of the bowl, was a door-like opening from which muffled voices, muffled voices emanated. It sounded like humans, he reported. I was able to make out two distinct voices, one with a higher pitch than the other. Thinking he was dealing with a terrestrial craft, he addressed the speaker in several languages, asking if he could help. He got no answer. He put his head through the opening into the interior, seeing only a maze of lights. At the moment, the door panels set across and sealed the opening. As Malak stepped back, just a vehicle of Steger, it was so hot that it burned his gloves. Suddenly, the object rose, spelling hot air through the grid-like vent, causing Malak's shirt to erupt into flames. An attack of nausea overtook him. When doctors examined Malik in a Winnipeg hospital a few hours later, they noted a dramatic burn pattern all across his chest, exactly like the grid Malik had described on the UFO's underside. Malik's health problems continued and brought to Minnesota's Mayo Clinic next year. Investigations by officials and civilian bodies uncovered no evidence of a UFO hoax. As late, of, as, late as 1975, a member of the police per, of the Canadian Parliament complained that the government had not released its findings. Crazy. So, it's crazy, huh? My poor Stevens. Looking for this doing his mural stuff, and he's out there. It's torn up by a CFO. Dang. Well, uh, that'll be it for this this episode. Yeah. Um. I'll take a break and I'm gonna control. Yeah, I'm gonna take a break. Um, yeah, uh, a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy, hope you had a great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Monster Legend Podcast. Hope you were able to find us on Twitter 
and Instagram and Facebook. We also have our own website at monsterlegendpodcast.com. If you'll be so kind to please leave a review and subscribe and let me know what I can do to make this show better for you. If you have any stories you'd like to submit or you'd like to be a guest, send me an email or a DM. But I hope you do one thing that's really important and have a great day. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.